Yeah, I was definitely the OG in the virtual class. Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from sunny Los Angeles, California. The Rams, they need a win. They experienced their first back-to-back losses this season, and ain't nobody got time for that. They faced the Cardinals at SoFi Stadium this coming Sunday for the regular season finale. And I thought Rams fans needed some uplifting, some positivity these days. So I figured it should come from a former player. He's one of the best Rams to put on a uniform, three-time pro bowler, and holds the Rams franchise record for most rushing yards. If that was enough, this man hiked Mount Kilimanjaro in five days. Number 39, Steven Jackson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. What's up? I'm so excited to be on Rambling. And I'm finally on here, so I'm excited. <laughs> so, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro has kill a man in the freaking name of it. Like, what were you, what were you thinking? And in five days, you're like, nah, I'm not doing it in six days. I'm doing it in five days. You know, yeah, right. Uh, Ram fans will appreciate this. I did it actually with Chris Long, a longtime teammate of mine. Yeah, so I did it for his foundation to help raise awareness for Clean Water Initiative. But it was also a personal uh, feat of mine. I had been retired one year and I had was getting a little getting a little lazy. And uh, as you know, it was either like, yo, take the challenge or you know, continue down the slippery slope of uh, not being healthy. So I, I took the challenge and man, it was an amazing experience. Waterboys.org awesome. if just plug in. Yeah, Waterboy. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, for anybody that's not aware of his foundation, is Waterboys, uh, Waterboys.org. Um, it's an amazing, an amazing foundation and Chris is a great human being as well. He's, he's the best. We love him as well. And we love you and we appreciate you. And we need you right now, Stephen Jackson. We need you because the Rams are trying to make the playoffs. But they had to face the Cardinals. No Jared Goff. No Daryl Henderson. Maybe no Cooper Cup. And we are recording this uh, around 10 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. Pre-practice, pre-pressers. We'll find out more on what's going on with Cooper Cup. Um, but you're saying there's a chance, right? You're, you, what gives you the feeling that this team can get a dub on Sunday? There's two things, you know, I, the first, the familiarity with the team, right? So we play that, we play Arizona Cardinals twice a year, every year, and we're, we're both familiar with one another. So despite if, if they had their best foot forward and our, and our best foot forward, it would still be a tough game regardless. Um, you know, end of the year, playoff implications on the line is what actually gives me a little bit more hope and feel that we're going to be able to pull it off. Um, anybody who's played in the postseason understands that, you know, the, the sense of urgency you need. And any young guy in the locker room, if he doesn't know, you just look around to Aaron Donald, anybody else has been there, and they quickly understand the importance of this game. So, you know, that's why I have some assurance that the team will show up. And, you know, far as executing a game plan, we'll have to see it happen. But I think Coach McVay knows this. Got to stay on the field on third downs. Got to convert on third downs. And if the defense could create a turnover or two, we'll take that. Yeah. I mean, and you kind of alluded to it, but as a leader, like, what are you telling your teammates? Like, what is a coach, what is McVay saying to kind of change the narrative? 
You know what? I think a game like this is not really what coach has to say. Um, it's more about the game plan he and his staff puts together. It's more about the captains, what they're saying to their teammates and how they're preparing these guys for the moment. You know, one, it's been a challenging year for everybody, but to go into this game underhanded, you know, your offense is pretty depleted. And, um, you know, you're coming in in a two-game losing streak as well. And that's not how you want to go into the playoffs. So you need to go into playoffs with a W to get that momentum going back in the right direction. So as a leader, if it was me, I've been in this game. Um, you know, for me, the last time I've been in this kind of scenario, we were at Seattle. We had to go to Seattle in the last game of the year. And it, what a tough place to play. And, you know, the thing that I would say is, Treat every play like it's your last, because it really could be. It could really be your last play. So um, I, I always go out there, games like this, when playoffs or the end of the season is near, it's like, yo, either you get six months to, you know, lick your wounds, or we, you know, we play our tails off to get to next week. Yeah, for sure. And one of the, the biggest things that the Rams have constantly said, time after time, consistency. And we're seeing it on defense. There's some lack of consistency on offense. How do you fix that? Especially now, you're bringing in John Wolford, backup quarterback. Um, you know, no, no Daryl Henderson, although we're hearing that Cam Akers could be back. Well, that's good to hear that. I think consistency starts with the, the trusting what you do and what's gotten you there. Um, you know, getting the ball in play action, getting down the field with play action by establishing the run. Um, staying ahead on downs, you know, at least four yards of play, making it third and manageable, especially for a backup quarterback. You can't, you don't want to put him in a position in third and long. So if the run game can keep it just manageable, keep it within, uh, you know, if we don't have the lead, keep it within a one possession kind of game, then I think, you know, the defense, the execution of the game plan that should happen and special teams to pull it off. For sure. And it's good special teams. I think Matt Gay has done a pretty good job at being consistent yep. when it comes to his field goals. So that's huge. And and yes, Sean McVay did say that Cam Akers could be back. He had a high ankle sprain a few weeks back, but he could be back. So you'll have Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, and you might see um, Xavier Jones come up, who has been highly touted as a very talented running back as well. So maybe we'll see him make his debut. And that yeah. could be exciting. So a guy like that, right? I, you know, I think of I often running back to a special team, not special teamers, but practice squad guys. I often tend to work with those guys a lot when I was playing, is because they just want opportunity, you know. And here it is, last game of the year. Um, you have the chance to be Paulie called called up to be on the fifty-three man roster, and more than likely, coach is not going to give you a lot of pass plays, right? He's a little nervous. He's not going to want you to protect Jerry Goff um, on his blind side. So, you know, not taken away from it, but it's just the reality of the situation. So, if I'm his teammate, if I'm the OG in the locker room, and he get called up to fifty-three man roster, I'm like, look, when you get those carries, make it happen. Run your ass off, stretch the defense, um, make them feel their run gap responsibilities. And if they don't, there you go. There's that one or two runs that is going to not only get the attention of the coaching staff, but all 31 teams that are locking, looking at the film. For sure. It's like you want to be – I mean, I used to play baseball growing up. You want to have bases loaded. You want to have two outs. You want to go in there in the bottom of the ninth. And you want to get that hit and drive in a run. Like, you got that one chance, girlfriend. Like, get it going. So, no one yeah, remembers your, your top of the fourth single uh, Texas <laughs> leaguer to right center. <laughs> right. 
No, I'm saying like that's um, uh, you, nobody's gonna remember that one. So no one will know. like. Oh, did you eat that extra homework we already had? By yeah, no, nobody's like r- remember that. Oh man. Um. Well, thank you, Mag. You made me happy there. I would like to add what makes me happy this week. Samson Abelcom, number fifty, linebacker. I love this guy. Come uh, from Nigeria learned English once he came to America here and he's just been a growing uh, player in the NFL. I really love this guy. And recently on Instagram, he has shown that he is playing online chess just to make himself even more eclectic than he already is. Um, For Rams fans that want to play him, he's Sosa 50 and he's been posting about it. I'm actually going to play him in chess. Hopefully after they get their win against the Cardinals. Look, Steven Jackson's already going on following him. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's, it's just great. I, don't, I love football players. I mean, it's, you guys do more than just play football, right? Like, you eat, you sleep. Sometimes you play chess. Sometimes you play video games. But I just think that's very cool, and it made me happy. So shout out to Samson Abacom. <laughs> yeah, shout out. I'm going to actually have to look him up and see if I can get a, get on that, that uh, challenge list. I'm sure he's going to have a long list now that he gave his name out. Right, right. But uh, my, uh, my oldest son, my 14-year-old, I just taught him this past summer how to play the game. You know, he's a huge gamer. You know, P5 is probably on right about now. And But sometimes get him away from the game consoles. You know, uh, we will play a game of chess. And then I'm just talking to him about life. And, and, and when you sit back and kind of just explain to him how the chess piece moves and, you know, why you want to protect certain things and how to see another your, your, your opponent's possible moves and plays, I think a lot of that goes into so many life lessons. So as a dad, not just always just giving him that car ride lecture, I find different ways to do it and chess has been one. That's so smart. You've yeah. seen Queen's Gambit, I'm hoping. Have you seen You know Queen's what? Gambit? I just last night, I just, just last night, I just got on. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so good. it's so good. And yeah. I, you know, it's funny because people are like chess and I'm like, bro, chess is so parallel. We, we give the analogy all the time to football. It's really a game of chess and it's just with people, but you know, how are you going to use certain pieces to overall get to the end to, to get the queen or to get a feel, um, to get a touchdown. So for sure, just cool to see that. And also very smart, Matt, take that advice. When you are raising your child, you will yeah. teach your child to play chess. Oh yeah. That's how was, my question to you is, is the chess piece, is the quarterback, the king or the queen? Ooh. Ooh. Right. I, I want to say. I'm, I'm going to say king because same tip. Well, the, uh, so <laughs> the, your prototypical pocket passer quarterback would be yep. a king in my yeah. opinion. You want to protect it. They're not very mobile. Protect it with your other pieces. Patrick Mahomes. If you've got, <laughs> can move anywhere and right. attack in any direction. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, what do you think, Steven? But yeah. I think the same way. Traditional would be your king. A, a traditional quarterback, pocket quarterback would be your king. I see right. the running back as the queen, um, you know, yeah. jack of all trades. I see the, uh, the rooks um, as the tight ends. I, I see mm-hmm. our, the knights more as the uh, slot receiver. And I see the bishops as the actual, the actual receivers, right? You know, they could, they could yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> and those knights are just drawing straight L's. Yeah, yeah, field, just man. getting boxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love 
great. Oh, it's great. Um, well, while we're on uh, guys that can do it all, um, news from around the NFL. Jets running back Frank Gore, he is out for week 17 with a lung contusion. This is crushing to me and I'm sure a ton of NFL fans if his career is actually over. This man has played 16 seasons, 240 games played, most by a running back in NFL history, nine 1,000 yard seasons. He is the third most rushing yards in NFL history. And according to Field Yates, my buddy, who just tweeted this, all of this beautiful information out, um, this man has also torn his ACL twice in college. Steven Jackson, how special has this man been at the position, known for not having longevity as well? You know what? It's really uh, it's funny that we're talking about Frank. I was drafted a year before Frank, and when he, in 05, when he went to San Francisco, the next nine, nine years, we competed against each other for a very long time within a division. And at, you know, the mid 2000s, both teams were kind of struggling. So literally we would look across the field at one another and kind of just give like a little head nod, you know, like, yeah, let's do our thing. And then at the end of the game, whoever had the most rushing yards, you know, obviously with bragging rights, but it was like, yo, you know, do your thing, stay healthy. See you next time. So to actually see Frank to continue to go down, you know, 16 years, uh, third overall in rushing, uh, 16,000 uh, yards, milestone. Yeah. All, I mean, all those same things that he's accomplished, it was on my list of, you know, for my career goals that I wanted for myself. And just to see his determination going to the NFL with knee issues, having, having the lengthy career that he has had and still be productive um, in different locations, you know. It's not always hard going to another team and staying productive. And he's done that in several locations. So I hope it's not his last, you know, his curtain call on this way out. But if it is, you know, stand in ovation. Uh, I just want to give some context to how long 16,000 yards actually is. So uh, it's roughly 48,000 feet, um, which is about 110 great pyramid of Giza's oh, like if you just stack them if he was running vertically into the air and you stacked 110 pyramid of Giza's on top of each other that's how that would be 45 Eiffel Towers 38 Empire State Buildings New York uh one-tenth the length of the 405 for all our LA people uh two Las Vegas strips so down and back on the Las Vegas yeah. strip. <laughs> and one and two thirds the length of Mount Everest so and like I just think that's so impressive because it's not just like he's not just out there in joggers just trotting along for those yards this is a tough physical wear and tear on your body position and he's able to rack up that much distance at that wow. position is incredible wow yeah again <laughs> yeah, Matt yeah. used it as the this is not your Tom Hanks run. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Maddie, take it away. All righty. Uh, so Serena's socially distant social segment. I'll try not to stumble over it. Too much Starbucks at this point. But uh, uh, one of the trends going around on Instagram right now is this like show me a picture of thing where people are sharing some memories from their past. People just submit some stuff. And obviously, this is a podcast, so pictures don't really work on this medium. So we're going to change it to tell me a story of, so I'll float a couple of topics at you and you can just share a story that comes to mind. Cool. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Uh, just tell me a story of one of the happiest moments of your year. Of the this year. year. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying, trying yeah. to tie it into like New Year's, you know, yeah. going in twenty. The happiest moments for me is uh, you know, my older two, my old two boys, um, they're not with us all the time. So summer times, you know, we get them for the three months of summer and doing a crazy year of COVID and the uncertainty of everything to have this this year this summer to just make it memorable with you know with everybody in the house um, is one that I I mean it probably is the highlight of twenty twenty for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. So you want to jump in or you want to just keep moving? You know what? I'll just say that I fostered a dog because it was the thing to do. Uh, <laughs> so dogs without borders. I fostered a dog for a little while and she's keeping me company. So I will give a shout out to a little Biggie here. I called cool. her Biggie, Biggie Smalls, because I'm hoping she gets a little bigger. Yeah. Tiny. So. I like it. I have a one, I have actually a one B actually, one B. Okay. okay. I finished my, my college degree. So I finished my bachelor's. Hey, that's huge. Yeah. Thank you. And I was able to surprise my mom with it. Um, it was, oh. a, it was a big deal for her. I, you know, I left school as a junior, so I never really truly finished out my senior year. And uh, to go back after 10 years, man, it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely the OG in the virtual class. <laughs> and I'm like, is that Steven Jackson in my class? Probably easier um, than walking around campus as a, as a celeb right now. All right, uh, a skill you learned over quarantine. Ooh. Oh. Uh, uh, funny enough, I took a, 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 a rifle class. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, I took a <laughs> rifle class. Just like just one of the, hunting or like Olympic, like it was a fire Olympic style. You know it, Matt. Okay. Matt it was Olympic style. <laughs> it was Olympic style. And uh, to go out there and shoot these targets at, you know, different lengths and have to be timed, the pressure of the competition and one hit the targets, but be timed. Um, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I actually fell in love with, the, you know, competing. It, it, again, it was competition. I, I loved it. Yeah, I became a grill master this uh, quarantine. Like, you give me anything to grill, fish, meat, whatever, mama is in there. And it's amazing. Like, I'm like, we, like, usually they're like, all right, guys, I'm going to have my beer and go grill. And I'm like, yeah, that's a genius idea. I don't have to do anything else but stand by the grill and sip my little drink. And you just open and close it and just, like, yeah, those are looking, poking a few times. Those yeah, are looking good. Yeah, I got a big job good. over here. got to make sure the meat, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Everyone's missing out. I'm so good at just sitting and watching things cook and standing outside. So that's yeah, the, my definitely what I mastered over quarantine. All right, I'm glad to know that. Next time I'm in town, you got to pull up on the beach. Yeah, there we go. Yep. There we yeah, go. I'll, just, I'll pop over your shoulder just with the uh, how they looking over here. Uh. <laughs> All right, the last movie that made you cry. Ooh. I cry all the time. I honestly, Queen's Gambit made me cry. I know it's not a movie, but that show was like, oh man, I was cheering. Like, for we'll we'll throw a show in there. I'm not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. We, she we don't play cry. by the rules here. I'm not gonna say no, I'm like this too. big OG. I'm not like that. Um, oh. Maybe, Maybe not cry, like, but just like feeling some feeling yeah. some type of way. Yeah. Someone put an onion nearby. <laughs> you know what's funny is every time I think of an emotional movie that made me cry, I was going to my childhood. I was thinking about my girl, when the bees. Oh. <laughs> Classic. It has made everyone scared of bees, honestly. 
this anti B propaganda coming out, but and, uh, yeah, it is. I don't know if I, I don't know if that's fair. It's an old, it's an OG kind of movie, but that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. It's we don't we, we don't need to stay within the boundaries here. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Um, last one. Just a tough decision you had to make this year. Um. To travel or not to travel. I love to travel. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm 40 plus countries under my belt, and to yeah, actually, yeah to actually sit still this long is. It's not normal for me. So uh, sitting down for almost eight, nine months right now, it's been, it's been tough. Yeah. I'll tell you who else yeah. is a traveler. Well, she's here for me. I don't know which direction she is for you, but <laughs> Serena has been all over yeah. the place. Okay. Yeah. Matt makes fun of me because I, I caught, uh, I got dengue fever in Bali when I traveled there by myself. I do travel by myself and I love it. It's like me just too. liberating. Yeah. yeah. And because you can talk to people, like, not that I don't want to, like, experience traveling with someone else, but when it comes to just, right, you get to talk to people. You're not as, you know, intimidating when it's like a group of people and they hear you're American. You don't want, like, so you just sit by yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to you, whatever. So, yeah, um, I love traveling and it's the really other passport. I stay ready. Right. <laughs> right. I stay ready. I know my anybody who dates me, I'm like, you need to have a passport, and that thing needs to have a couple stamps in it. Or mama cannot go out to dinner with you. Like this is not how we roll. <laughs> so I hear you. Super important, yeah. and it's yeah. tough. Um, I honestly, I was by myself. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I missed that last <laughs> one. Yeah, I would say I started talking about myself because uh, uh, early early in my career, I would invite teammates. And like everyone would flake, somebody will always flake. And like after like one or two off season, no, it was two off season. After like two off season, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go by myself. And uh, the first trip that I kind of slingshot myself out there to take a chance was South Africa 2010 World Cup. I was like, yo, if I can't be entertained through soccer and meet just random, you know, football fans, I don't need to be getting on a plane then. So I was hooked ever since. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I hear you. I know once you do it, you're like, I gotta keep going. Like, where else yeah. am I gonna go? I hear you. Um, all right, well, I'm gonna end this on Say What. We always end on a quote from a player. This, uh, we're just running back central, obviously, because we have one of the best running backs, Stephen Jackson, on our podcast. Um, Malcolm Brown has, you know, obviously emerged as a leader on this team. You know, he was playing behind Todd Gurley all these years, and now he is the guy to go to. Um, and so I wanted to play a quote on what he thought about on being a leader, especially going into a very big game where, you know, Daryl Henderson is out and Cam Akers hopefully will be back. But we're going to be leaning on a lot of Malcolm Brown. So listen to this. Behind a guy like Todd and everything, I've always kind of, you know, taken a back seat in a way, I guess you could say, and then haven't really been the one to, you know, speak up or, you know, have to do do too much or anything. But uh, just throughout the year, man, it's in the, it's – it's been different, but it's been easy, man. A lot of those guys, and, um, and I'm speaking on specifically the running back room, a lot of those guys, man, they, they want to learn. So so anything I say, you know, they're listening to it, they're locked in. You know, I, I always just like to you know, piggyback off of Coach Brown. Coach Brown does a good job himself, first off. So so I don't even really have to do a whole bunch, man. But, you know, those guys, they, you know, they may bring me off to the side and ask me some questions here and there and, and what it is, man. It's, like I said, it, it's been different for me, but it's been fun. It's been easy. Those guys want to learn. Um, so it, it's definitely been something that's just pretty pretty much came naturally to me. 
a natural born leader, Malcolm Brown. Um, just your reaction. I mean, when was it in your career where you were like, oh yeah, I think I need to step up a little bit. I might need to speak up or help someone out a little more. Or, did, or did, were guys like, yo, can you help me out? What do I do here? I would say year three. Um, you know, my second year in the NFL, I became the starter. And then I got my first uh, thousand yards that same year. And I think um, that, uh, that gave me the confidence. I'm like, yo, I could play on, I could play on this league. And then, um, you know, going to that third year, now you have, you know, some younger guys being drafted. Now they're like, you know, now they, they have the name recognition with you and they may feel more comfortable in asking you, you know, you're not an OG just quite yet. So they can ask you some of the younger questions about, you know, restaurants and things like that, <clears throat> as well as, you know, uh, game preparation and practice and things like that. So I think year three was where I just naturally became a, a leader and more vocal and, uh, not only um, in my own confidence, but confident enough that I can help somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, I think Malcolm Brown has done a great job of just kind of carrying himself in the best way. Like, he's just naturally stays, keeps to himself. I think he's more of a leader led by example. And it's great that, you know, a guy like Cam Akers, um, a guy like Daryl Henderson, Xavier Jones, um, are kind of like, hey, can I pick your brain? And He's just appreciating and supporting his fellow running backs as well. And shout out to Thomas Brown because Sean McVay is always talking so highly of the running backs coach. Um, so shout out to him as well because man tore his uh, Achilles, ruptured his Achilles earlier this season and is walking around like like Tom Hanks. So it's yes. just crazy. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, either way, that is it. Another episode of Ramblin' in the books. While you may not be able to join us at SoFi Stadium this season, we cannot wait for you to step inside the Rams house in 2021. There's still time to be among the first to experience the new Rams house. So to join us, you can purchase your tickets at therams.com slash 2021. Overall, happy new year, Steven Jackson. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for sharing some inspiration, some positivity. Let's go get this dub on Sunday. Let's get this dub.